Amen. How many of you guys ready to dig a ditch? Amen. And, and it's interesting because the verse says, make this valley full of ditches. You know, make it full of ditches. Don't don't just dig one, one little one, one little you know indentation in the ground. Be be more hungry. You know, you sing it. I want more. Really? Start digging. Prepare a highway, guys. If you if for those of you that don't know that, that's also another verse. Okay, prepare a highway in, in the wilderness. You know, not not a not a trail, a highway. Man, get ready for God to show up. I mean, if God makes a delivery to your place, to, you know, can, can he back a semi up in there? Or does he have to, like, get out and haul it in by hand for a couple of miles to reach your, you know, isolated spot? Man, get ready for God to do something. Believe God. Have some expectation. Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I know what you're thinking that, well, pleasing God is jumping through hoops. No, pleasing God is being ready for him. Pleasing God is, 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 hey, the ditches are there. The highway's installed. He can make it to you. He can come, and he can sin, and he can pour out, and he can bless your life. God wants to bless you. And, and, And that literally means, the word bless means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. See, you and I, we're always motivated about by things, but God's motivated by a place. God's taking you to a place, okay? There, he that dwelleth under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a place. And, and there's a place that God, God can get anything to you if you'll just be in the place that you're supposed to be. You know, remember the Bible says, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those who, who love him. Do you love God? Well, then he'll take care of things. You get in the place. You get in the place. You you let the word of God become the lamp, to, you know, to your path, the light to your feet, and, and you turn the light on, and and you walk according to the word, and it'll get you to the position that you're supposed to be at. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's new. That's a position. You are in Christ. That old stuff, you know, your record, your you know, all your junk, that's gone. Now I'm in Christ. When God looks at me, he he doesn't see the failure part. He sees the victory part, right? Why? Because I am in Christ. I have crucified the flesh with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, or you could say, and I now live the life. See, there, there, there is a life that God's called you to. Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. That's the Greek word, life there is the Greek word, zoe, Z-O-E. It means life as God has it. It's literally more life than death. It's not the absence of death. It's just life is so much bigger, it swallows up death. It's, it's more joy than sorrow. Not the absence of sorrow. In this world, there's going to be tribulation. But be of good cheer. Because you know what? We have more peace than chaos. Our peace swallows up the chaos. Man, I'm telling you that if you find your position of peace, I mean, just think about it for a minute. If you find a position of peace and, and, and all of a sudden, you, you know, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Man, you, you want to talk about peace. You want to talk about humiliating hell. Hell's doing everything it can to, to, to take you out. And you're just standing there. You know, you're like Jesus in the middle of a storm. You're sleeping. You got peace. People who don't even like you will track you because they want to find out how that works. Hello, somebody. 
You know, uh, well, well, how do we get to that position? And Jesus, you know, in, in John 8, he was talking to his gang, and, and he's telling them, he's telling them, okay, now that you're believers, okay? Everybody say, I'm a believer. Okay, now, now you got to understand that, it, that, that a lot of times we say stuff, that, but we lie. And, and we want the truth, right? Look at your neighbor and say, you need the truth. Okay, Jesus is talking to believers here, and, and, and he said, here's the deal. If, if, if you're a believer, if you go back to verse 31 for me, Jesus said, if you continue in my word. See, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. you got to continue in the word. Now, he, now, we're making an assumption we've started because you can't continue something you ain't started. Some of y'all, you know what the next step for you is? Start. Okay? You know, uh, uh, you know, maybe the maybe the first step is count the cost, right? Count the cost. The second step is take the first step. Let's get going. Let's be people of the word. And and, and man, I'm telling you, the word is vital. You need God's word, and and you and you need you need you just need to get it and and keep keep putting it in it. Man, it's crazy. You know, uh, uh, some of these other guys could testify the same thing. Uh, but there, there are scriptures, man, that have been part of my life forever. And I've taught them and I've preached them and, and then I'll be meditating them and, and, and new life will leap out of that, out of that verse. And, and it's like new revelation. And it just takes you to a different place. And God's word is alive. And, and, and it'll, it'll bring life and health and healing. And man, I'm telling you, you need the word. So continue in the word. That's when you're a disciple. Continue in the word. And he's talking to believers. And see, a lot of times, uh, uh, you got to understand this, that every action is a manifestation of a belief system. Okay, because we say we believe a lot of stuff, but we don't do it. If you're not doing it, you don't believe it. You're just, you know, it just sounds good. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a statement. Don't respond. Okay, don't respond. Just, I mean, if you have to, sit on your hand. People always want to raise their hand here. Don't raise your hand. I'm just, this is like just a statement. Because I, I, could, I could ask this question. I'm not asking the question, but I could ask the question. How many of you think that reading your Bible, you believe that reading your Bible is vital to your success as a believer? And, and you know, everybody would raise their hand. And then if, 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 if suddenly, you know, we, we, were, we were struck by a spirit of honesty, and, and I said, how many read your Bible every day? The, the hands that would go up would be vastly different from the hands that went up that said, I believe it's vital. See, you can raise your hand and say, I believe it's vital, but if you're not in it every day, you don't actually believe it's vital. Because every action is a manifestation of a belief system. See, you, you can believe in the power of prayer. But if, you're, if you ain't praying, you're not really believing. James said, you deceive yourself. So think about this for just a minute. If we're deceiving ourselves, what have we left for the devil to do? He don't even, he, he's, he's like got the day off. Right, because we're doing his job for him, right? And Jesus said, "Hey, if, if he's talking to the believers, if you continue in my word, it, then then you're my disciple. You got to continue in this word. You got to continue. Why? Because it's got some power, and, and and you will know the truth. Okay, now 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 the next verse, and you will know the truth. See, and here come the ands. I love the ands in the Bible. You know, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but but God's ands are bigger than our butts." Right? Because we always, yeah, but. Well, his and is bigger than that. His and can swallow it up. 
And you're going to know the truth, which implies that if you don't continue, you might not know the truth. See, you'll know the truth. And I, I really believe that what God is wanting us to understand is that if we'll get in the word and stay in the word and, and, and continue in the word, we'll begin to know stuff like we ain't never known it before. See, there are some things that you think you know, but God could help you know stuff about stuff that you think you know to the point that you'd recognize that you didn't know much when you thought you knew stuff. Hello? I'm talking about the stuff you know. Man, I'm telling you, the stuff you know, God knows more about the stuff that you know. And some of you, you know your stuff, but God knows more than you know. And he knows enough about your stuff to make you think you didn't know nothing about the stuff that you thought you knew all about. Huh? Come on. I'm telling you, he's, he's, got, he's got it. And now, and now think about the stuff that you don't even know you don't know. And, and, and he, he's going he's, he's to lead you into a place where you know some stuff. You, you know, it's the light, right? He shines the light. The light is insight, revelation, understanding, discernment. He's going to bring it to you. Man, he, he's going to give you wisdom. And you're going to know what to do when normally you wouldn't know what to do. And you wouldn't even know that you didn't know what to do because you didn't know anything about it. But he's going to give you stuff, and you're going to know the truth. And all of a sudden, the truth starts becoming relevant and, and, and bright in your life. And, 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 and that truth has the power to liberate you. See, there, there are different areas of your life where you're dealing with bondages, and you're dealing with, you know, you're carrying burdens, and, and you're under the impression that, well, this, I guess this is just our lot in life. This is the, just the way, that, you know, it's got to go because, you know, back in the day we made some wrong choices, and we, you know, and, and, well, you know, I'm a failure. Let me just say this. You can experience failure, but you cannot be a failure because if you're in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You're an uncommon conqueror. Through him, right? Nay, I say in all these things, we are more than victorious. I'm a believer. You know what's really weird is, uh, obviously, last night I preached the same message. And you have no idea how many people came up to me after the message and told me how weak they were. And I, I it, you know, be careful right after I come off. Because, you know, I live kind of fired up, but right after I'm done preaching, man, I'm fired up. And uh, you, you don't want to come to me and, and tell me how, how tough life is right after this message. Because suddenly I want to choke you out for Jesus. And I say, where were you? <laughs> how you doing? Okay, I guess. What? Come on, it's, it, it's too bad that that's okay with you. It's too bad that that's the choice you've made. Because he's set in front of your life and death. And here's how much confidence God has in us. He gives us a multiple choice test and he slips us the answers. You know, I've, I've set in front of your life and death. Choose life. Yeah. Why? Because on your own, you're an idiot, okay? <laughs> and, and, and if you continue in the Word, you're going to know some stuff you didn't know, and it's going to open doors that previously were shut to you. It, 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 I'm telling you, there's a reason, there's a reason the enemy wants to separate you from the Word of God. Because the enemy knows that at first glance, you don't get it all. See, you're, you even think, if I go to a service once uh, you know, 1.4 times a month, I'm really committed. 
and, and, and it will sit there in that environment. See, and I think, I think this should work. It's almost offensive to me that it doesn't. I think that if you hear me preach like half a message, your life should be, you know, just, I mean, insanely blessed and encouraged. And you should walk in victory for at least 12 years. But as I mentioned earlier, those people sat in the message and then came up and they had got jack. Okay. And here, here's the deal it is, it, 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 yeah, but you, look at the things I'm dealing with. That's the problem. See, you're dealing with things. He's going to handle things. Your eye can't see it. Your mind can't perceive it. But the things that God will prepare, God will take care of things before you get there. We want him to cause us to avoid things. He's like, no, 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 no. I want you walking right over things. See, the the things that he's taking you to, the things that he's taking you through, the the things aren't the point. Man, he's going to handle things. But you're going to get in the word, right? And, and, and you're going to continue in the word. And suddenly, man, I'm telling you, one day, boom, your eyes come open. And you begin to recognize, oh, now I know what he's talking about. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. Where before, all I could talk about was the valley of the shadow of death. But my body... His word is health and healing to all your flesh. See, what it is is that we, 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 we think that to listen to something is the same thing as to hear it. And we should be smarter than that, especially those of you who have children. Because they were like a living demonstration of what it was to listen without hearing. Huh? Come on. How many parents can say, hey, man? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they're just watching your lips move, and, they, and I don't even know what they're doing. Mark, Mark 4, 24, in the King James, Mark 4, 24, he said, take heed what you hear. Everybody say, hear. hear. Now, just let me tell you something about that word hear. It's not listen. It's Understand. And take heed means give, give care. Be careful what you're understanding is. So you got to listen. Isn't that what they teach you like in a communication class? That you speak to be understood and you listen to understand. Because a lot of times you know that you have said something, but that's not what the other people heard. And I know what we like to do, at least myself, I like to blame them. Well, it's their own fault. But here's the deal, is that understanding is vital. And he said, make, make, make sure that you're careful about your understanding. Because what, with what measure you meet, see, we're back to the ditch again. It, it, this is how it's coming back to you. See, if you, if you, don't, give, if you don't put any effort into, into growing your understanding, it's not, you're not going to get a lot back out of it. Right? And, and unto you that hear, if you understand, shall more be given. More what? Understanding. If you begin to understand, all of a sudden the door swing up, you start getting more understanding. Look at the next verse. Uh, uh, for, for, for he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken away, even that which he hath. That's confusing. Okay. To him that hath shall more be given, 
and he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Okay, how do you take something from somebody that hath not? If he ain't got nothing, how do you get something from him? Well, it's not that he ain't got it. It's just that he don't know he's got it. He doesn't understand he's got it. If he doesn't understand he's got it, he doesn't even notice when you take it. It can be missing, and you don't even care. Why? Because you didn't know it was yours. So you can be missing your piece, and what, what's odd is that you don't care that your piece is gone. All you're talking about is something. So if you don't understand it, you could lose it and not even know it's gone. But the more you understand it, the greater power that understanding produces in your life. In the Amplified Bible, it just goes off on it. I mean, it's really cool in the Amplified. Check it out. He said, the measure of thought and study you give the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. See, if you want to understand God's word, if you're going to continue, let, let, me, just, let me just expound for a minute on what he meant by continue. Thought and study. Man, you need to give some thought and study to the truth you hear. Because it's going to change everything. It, it, I'm telling you, it, I'm telling you that, that, that the heavy weight of life, you, you can watch that thing be lifted off of you. You, you, can, you can have victory in any given situation. You can, you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and it'll guard your heart and mind and keep it riveted on him. But you have got to give some thought and study to the truth. You got you got you got to look at this man, and you got to you know the Bible says that, that a, a wise son receives instruction from his father, right? See, if you're going to be as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. There's two words in the New Testament for sons: technon and weos. Technon means a son by mere fact of childbirth. Weos means a son who displays the characteristics of his father. He's a more mature son, okay? And he's it's not just that he's born into the family, but he is now living as a child. And this is what you and I need to do is we need to develop our understanding where we're living like children of God. Man, we're not living like slaves. Remember in John when Jesus went on, he said, you know what? Uh, you know, you're going to be free. And they said, what do you mean we're going to be free? We, we ain't never been in bondage. And, and again, if you can't see your bondage, you're never going to see your freedom. And he said, well, wait a minute. You, you guys, you, you guys are, are, are constantly missing the mark. You got this sin thing going on. And anybody who sins is a slave to sin. And what he was saying is you, you, you live, you live like slaves when you have access like a son. And a slave, he doesn't get to hang out in, in the house. No, there comes an hour where he goes, he get out. But, but the son, man, he's part of everything that's going on. And he's, and he's telling him, you guys don't understand your role. See, if you'll continue in my word, my word's going to begin to bring revelation to your life. And you're going to begin to understand, hey, I'm not a slave. I'm a child of God. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Man, I, I'm a child of God. Do you understand that? And I'm here today to tell you, no, you really don't. Man, we got to receive instruction. But a lot of us, we compare instruction, we, we, we look at it like it's correction. And in our culture, our mindset is negative towards correction. 
right? Because when correction comes, the defense mechanisms come up and, and we dig our heels in. We're going to prove why we did what we did and how we did it and when we're going to do it again because bless God, you're not going to be correcting me. Who do you think you are? And we act like correction is a bad thing. Why? Maybe because correction was given to us in a wrong way. You know, you know, anybody that you've ever had to go correct, it ain't easy. Right? So it's easy for us to mess that up. See, a lot of us, we have a hard time relating to God. We don't identify with God as a father very well because we we had an earthly father who struggled. And our earthly father, who and by the way, all earthly fathers struggle. I'm telling you, our, our, our identification process is so messed up. Because there, there are times when, uh, you know, man, thank God, we have three amazing sons, men of God. But there were times that, that they would do things and say things and participate in things and, and initiate things. And, oh, God. And the, the struggle that Shelby and I had, you know, what's weird is that it wasn't what the things were leading them towards. It was how we felt about ourselves as parents, that their thing meant we failed. Perfect parents. Dude, this is just a weird service. Um, perfect parents don't produce perfect children. I mean, God's the perfect father, and he produced Adam and Eve, and they didn't do very good. I mean, it was like chapter 3. Dude, that just makes me feel better. Just admit it. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) What was I talking about before I got there? I just... uh, we, we, we struggle with correction. Well, can I just tell you something? That if you would receive instruction, you wouldn't need correction. Hmm. You know, when you get the box of Ikea furniture, that paper in there is not a correction sheet. Unless you try to put it together without the instructions. Then it's the correction sheet. Right? Because, come on, man. I got this. And suddenly you understand why it took them 40 years to take an 11-day journey. Because you tried to put it together without reading the instructions. See, if, if, if we would go at God's word and we'd get an appetite for God's word. My God. Quit looking at things. Man, quit looking at things. Because, you know, think about it. You know, what God's word can produce in you. Let's just, let's just hit this peace thing for a minute. You know, if, 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 if you could just latch on to his word. See, because what happens, doesn't, doesn't Romans 10, 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if, now that you know that hearing means understanding, let me tell you how faith is produced. Faith is produced when you understand his word. 
Okay, and so all of a sudden you begin to under. Oh, I understand that now. I'm seeing how that's working. Okay, God, my spirit. And you got you got to be spirit led because the things of the spirit, the natural man won't receive the things of the spirit, neither can he for their foolishness to him. And, and and in the natural realm, you're going, well, that's just stupid. And that's that's what the natural man says to the things of God. But in the spirit, the spirit's going, okay, I'm, I'm getting this. I'm, I'm going to receive this now. And, and man, that's, that's life to those that find it, man. That's, that's producing life in me. And, and his word's coming alive and, and it's producing faith now. And, and faith is beginning to grow. And, 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 and now my, as my faith grows, you know, the, the more, more I'm positioned to live a life that pleases God. Because without faith, you can't please God. But with God, trust me, you can please him. And all of a sudden, I'm living the life that pleases God. I'm living a life that cheerfully pleases God because I'm living by faith and, and and his word and i'm developing that understanding and that word is producing faith in my life and now that now that faith and and and, and i'm just loving his word psalms 119 verse 165 says great peace have those that love thy law and nothing shall offend them no thing shall off end them See, I know, I know what you're thinking, that, that if I'm offended, it means I'm angry or, or, or I'm wounded. No, you're off the end. The end that he declared at the beginning, you're not on target for the end now. You're off the end. So the things that have been moving you, changing your position, they no longer change your position. Why? Because you have great peace. Why do you have great peace? Because you love his law. John 14, 27. Jesus said, I'm going to give you some peace. Not like the world gives. I'm going to give you my peace. And don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. And listen to me. You know, it's kind of like direction would prevent correction. See, if, if you'd notice when your heart's being troubled, you'd stop being in trouble. Because you will be troubled before you're in trouble. You ain't in trouble until you allow yourself to be troubled. So he's trying to prevent you from being in trouble. And he said, I'll give you a peace if you'll not let your heart be troubled. L- look at this in the Amplified Bible. It's really, it's really awesome. In Amplified, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. And all the Amplified does is go into the Greek uh, and, and, and the Hebrew, and, and it breaks down these words, and, it's, and, and, it, and it puts all the meanings together. And he said, don't let your heart be troubled. What does that mean? Don't allow yourself to be agitated. Okay, so I'm not supposed to get angry. I'm not supposed to be mad. Well, you, you know what? I, let's, let's see some of us go through a day without being angry. Okay? That means we can't leave the house. Right? No traffic. No traffic. You're not allowed to drive. Why? Because I'm not going to be agitated today. Okay. Agitation is, is, is not necessarily being angry. Okay. Agitation. Um, remember, re- remember in, in the olden days when, when a washing machine opened on the top and it had stuff in there and there was a thing in the middle called an agitator. Okay. And what the agitator does is it, it, you know, it moves back and forth and it beats up against the clothes and, and, and it rearranges the position of the materials that are inside the machine. So the, so the dirt that has positioned itself onto the gene is now removed. It's changed its position. So what agitation does is it causes you to change positions. And what he's saying is, 
Don't let yourself be agitated. Don't change positions. Why? Because Jesus, and, and just, to, just to save time, you go read the story later. I promise not to mess it up too bad. But uh, remember, Jesus was with the guys, and, and he's got his crew with him, and, and, and it's the shore of promise given. And he says, he makes this promise. He says, we're going to the other side. Remember? And they get in a boat, and they head over. And when they get to the other side, they reach the shore of promise received. Where are they? The other side. Now, the problem with the shore of promise received and the shore of promise given is that it's always separated by the sea of storms. Remember, they were out there and they ended up in a hurricane and the disciples wake him up and they're like, don't you care? We're dying here. Wouldn't it have been awesome if he said, no, not really. And just went back to sleep. (laughs) Dude, but, but, and, 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 and Jesus, Jesus is asleep. We're talking about peace. We're talking about peace. And these guys who are with him, they're starting to believe. They're developing their understanding. But from the shore of promise, maybe the shore of promise given for you is that, you, you know, there's, you, your, your family's going to have a peaceful habitation. And you're headed to the shore of promise received. But on the way there, all hell's breaking loose. You got this sea of storm. See, what he's saying is don't let this thing agitate you. Don't let it shake you. Don't cave in, give up, and, and, and quit on the word of God. No, continue in my word. And you're going to know the truth. You're going to understand that great peace have those that love his law and no thing will take them off the end. You might go through anything. You'll have to deal with everything. You might have to, you know, write a book about your thing or a song about your thing. But but what you have got to remember is that he's put all things under your feet. If you'll continue in the word, no thing gets the last word. He does. Because you you can make it. Listen to me. You can make it. I don't know what the thing is that you're struggling with. I don't know what the thing is that you're dealing with. But I do know this thing. Because all a thing is, you know, well, God has said some things to me. Really? What did he use? What did he use to say things to you? Words. Well, if you'll continue in his word, no word will return into him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. No word from God will ever fail. You know what you got to do? You, you got you to develop your understanding so that your heart and mind is riveted to his word. Not to those things. See, he's prepared things. I said he's prepared. He's gone ahead of you. He's taking care of things. What you want to do is you just want to follow his instruction. You just want to follow his instruction. You know, maybe you've already missed it. You know, the guys that travel with Jesus, some of them missed it. You know, remember, you know, Peter... Old Pete, you know, he, he's like, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. He hadn't quite developed his understanding because Jesus just said, come. 
And the guys in the boat went, crap. <laughs> now you got to do it. And he gets out and he starts looking. What did he do? He started looking at other things. He saw the wind and the waves lapping over his feet. And he began to think to himself, I can't, you know, he's walking on water. You do understand that. He's walking on water. But the thought comes, I can't walk on windy water. Hmm. Uh, something changed his position. So instead of on top, uh, he, he didn't follow the direction. So now he needs correction. Right? Jesus didn't let him drown. He got him back to the boat. How do you think he did that? I don't think it was piggyback style. I think he walked him right back because he had him finish the thing that he told him to start. And some of you, you feel like you're drowning today, but God wants you to finish the thing he called you to start. So the correction, you know, I, I'm really coming to believe that the difference between correction and instruction is the piece of time in the middle. See, if you follow instruction, you can eliminate that time. Because you don't need that time to find correction. Well, the instruction is to believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. All of a sudden, everything changes. Right? Isn't that how we get salvation? Isn't that how we receive the infilling? Isn't that how? I'm telling you, the way God does a thing is really the way God does all things. So if you can believe it in your heart and begin to confess it with your mouth, line it up with his word, I'm telling you. What I want you to, I want you to, I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. And we're going to pray a prayer together. And some of you guys, you know what the first step for you is, is to, is to recognize that, man, I'm living my own life. I, I, ha- I need to begin I need to begin. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Some of you guys, it's, it's time to, to admit that, man, I, I've kind of I've wandered off the trail. And it's time for me to get back and, and make it. Uh, I need the correction so that I can hit the end that he declared at the beginning. And whatever the case, we're going to pray this prayer together. not going to have anybody stand or I won't have you come forward today. But if you're here and you say, you know what? I'm going to make this prayer my prayer because it's time for me to, to be back on track. With God, it's time to start a life of following Christ. I want, as we pray this prayer together, I, w- I want you to make it your prayer. And if that's you, and you're here today, and you're saying, Pastor Tom, I'm, I'm making this prayer, I'm making this commitment to God, I- I'm getting in, and, and I'm going to live this life for Jesus. This is my prayer, just so I can agree. I want you to hold your hand up real high and say, "That's me," and I'm making this decision today. Thank you, thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Just lift your hand real quick and say, "Yep, today is my day." Today is my day. Thank you. That's awesome. Today I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for this thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the Word. I'm going to continue in the Word. And, and I'm, I'm going to walk and live in a life of insane freedom. I want everybody in this place to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free in the mighty name of Jesus.
Amen. Come on, give God a big shout and a big praise.